Welcome everybody to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet tea referee, Dave Keener. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? On, on tonight's show, we have Mean Mark Master, Man Mountain Master, one or the other, oh. but we have Mark Mest. Oh, yes. Hello, Mark. Well, hey, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> What's happening, Mark? Uh, we're having some fun. Uh, watching uh, snow come down. Hoping I'll get yeah. back to Delaware tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely snowing out there. It looks like a winter wonderland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where was it in the around Christmas time? You know what I mean? I wanted that white Christmas once in a while. I mean, it's snowed yeah. on Christmas for about five minutes. So, I would like to know about your origin story, your background, who trained you, and whatever else you wanted. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, uh, I started training in April of 1991 I actually uh, while in high school in my senior year I went to a wrestling show uh, close to me uh, it was at the Gilbertsville Fire Company which is literally like 10 minutes down the road from me we had a show there I uh, went to the show check it out asking for somebody about if anybody trained or anything and that's where I met my future trainer Jimmy Dio uh, the maniac Jimmy Dio um, so uh, I think the show was like in the winter of 91 I want to say like February or so and uh, within a few months I got in contact and at that time he didn't have a school so he was training out of his garage so uh, April of 91 I started training um, and at that time I was only 17 And but I graduated high school in June uh, July of 91 um, I actually had my first official match after about three months training which was uh, at uh, it's called Reading Scenic River Days um, big festival that Reading does every year I don't know if they still do that this, you know, this day but back then they did it was a big thing along the river and everything and they had like 3,000 people and they had people uh, I think like Channel 69 a bunch of other ch local channels covering it so I was on TV for my first match and there was like a bunch, there was like three to 4,000 people there so that was definitely uh, definitely a, an experience to think of you know your first match out of the gate and boom you know you're in front of all these people do you remember so, who you but, wrestled? Uh, yes uh, his name was the Deadly Dutchman which I think he is still I think he's still alive today I'm not 100% sure um, but uh, Dutchman was a really great guy. He uh, he led me through everything. But uh, I remember, you know, I remember everything very much, very well. It was a short match, of course, because you know when you're new, you're always you're not, you're not getting long matches. But uh, it was one of them deals where you know I got out there, did what I needed to do. The crowd was into it, and uh, you know me being the good guy and him being the you know the heel. But uh, it was good, and I had a lot of fun. And you know, since then it was like you know from there on it was like you know history pretty much wrote itself. Hmm. So when you were getting trained and all that. What was the best advice you have been given? The best advice, ears and eyes open, your mouth shut. Be a sponge. Soak it all in. Don't be afraid to ask questions because there's no dumb question. You know, uh, pretty much you want to absorb whatever you can from training, from guys that have been around. And when I first started, like, you know, Jimmy Jimmy was my trainer. He had a bunch of years in, but then he, he, he was surrounding himself with other guys that have been around a while. Uh, Dr. Johnny Wildside, you know, who uh, doesn't wrestle anymore, but he helped, you know, 
trained me in the ring as well. Jeff Gripley, the hardcore, he actually trained at the Monster Factory, where he originally trained. But, uh, you know, guys like them have had some experience to help mold me. And then getting to wrestle guys like King Kalua and Tom Brandy, you know, learning from those type of people, just taking that stuff in. If, if anybody ever gets a chance, you know, those the guys that have the experience, just soak that in. Like, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Pick some brains, you know, because honestly, like, the only way you're going to learn is by, you know, asking those questions that you don't know the answer to. It's no different than going to school. You know, if you're going to school and your teacher teaches it and you're like, hey, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand this. Well, you know, you'll never understand it if you don't ask. You know, but yeah, ears, eyes open, mouth shut, and be that sponge because you can never absorb enough, you know, and you and you never stop learning. So, you know, it's something that always stuck with me. I probably already know this answer, but got any pet peeves? Pet peeves? Uh, well, I mean, I did when I was younger, but as I got older, <laughs> I, I learned to like, eh, it couldn't have been that bad, you know, but I mean, I mean, I'm built on respect. Uh, I'm built on, you know, proper, you know, respect, you know, shaking hands. And just, you know, you're, if so, people come into the locker room, they, they just kind of like walk by you like they're bigger or they don't care, they don't know you. Even if they don't know you, you know, out of respect, you, should, you go into a locker room or you go into a show, you know, you're supposed to say hello, shake your hand, shake the hands, whatever, you know. But I mean, a lot of it comes down on respect. Like, you respect me, I have no problem respecting you. And, you know, I mean, of course, you know, the only really, really, really pet to you is like if things don't make sense psychology wise, people do things and I sit there and I go, why? Because it makes no sense so if the psychology's off you know I mean and especially if they do it or they know that they don't know it's one thing but if they do it because they want to pop the boys or they just think it'll be funny that's all fine and dandy but in, in the end if you're trying to be serious and going somewhere being funny and popping the boys is not what you want because you don't want to put that on a resume you want to you want to be able to have people you know look at you and go wow this guy's serious about what he does not saying you can't have some haha stuff but again it comes down to psychology oh that's great yeah, I can like going back. I remember, and I found this on YouTube, and, and Maverick showed it to me. The eight-man tag match from Cage, which is where I still work, right. and it was the TV Gen versus the Intimidators. We get a chance I'll send it to you, DB. Okay. And I'm wearing this fishnet-type shirt with these leather pants on that I had to throw out two days later because they were pleather, and I sweated in them. So I'm like, nope, gone. See you later. I'll wear ripped-up jeans from now on. So I'm picturing the episode from Friends. Ross. The same outfit that she was wearing? Yeah. Yeah. And then then he's, like, sweating and, like, finding ways to stop the sweat. Well, we were the TV generation. You had the cowboy. You had the MTV. You had the Hollywood star. And you had the The real people. Call it the village people. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and it was funny. The, the funny story about it is I, I'm looking around and Maverick gets on the mic and he goes, Lucky Larry, God rest, you need a hug. So he tells the crowd every single time you see Larry, give him a hug. So there's one point I'm, I'm doing the bit and everything else. And I look at Mark and Mark's head's in the turnbuckle, trying not to laugh at everything that was going on. So those were fun days. Um, oh, my God. We had so much fun doing those shows. I, I miss those days. I mean, it was just whenever I got the call, got a call or, or well, somebody goes, hey, we're going to do one of those shows, I was, I was always ecstatic, you know. Now, I want you to share a story with our people. These two have never heard the story, but do you remember the old country buffet story? There, there was a bunch of. Is that the one where we all went to the buffet? Um, <laughs> I remember. I remember like we. 
couple times we went there, but I remember there was a time that we all, like, all of us got there, and um, I know Frank was involved, and I know he was always, I don't know exactly what all went down. I, I can't remember it all, but I know we had a commotion there the one day. We, we had went, we, and it was in July, and Mav goes, go tell the lady over there up front that goes, hey, happy birthday, Kid America. <laughs> Okay, I did that. And then she gets on the mic and goes, Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to wish a big, warm, happy birthday to Kid America. My brother's in there. The other time was, so when we did the cage shows, and we did two of them in one day. So we did one, and they got there with the ring at like 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'm there, and all of a sudden I look over, Mark's got his jacket, and he's up on the stage, half asleep. Mm -hmm. Mark was always the first one there. Then the ring got there. Yeah, well, when doing the ring, we've always been, we're always the first ones there and the last ones to leave. Right, and it was always a fun time, like, oh my God, yeah. those guys. And, I mean, I, I know that the kids at Cades, some of them can't talk, but just the look on their eyes, love it. Like, we did this show for a guy named Val Falzerano for Titan Pro. We were up there hanging out. And just to see the look on his face and having fun and everything else was all worth it. And I enjoy it. So, yeah, those those shows always I always look forward to them because I know it was going to be a lot of fun and be able to hang around with a lot of the guys that I knew and you know, probably going to wrestle them but either way it was always always fun and you know like, like I said I miss those days because those were those were one of the best shows just to see, the, see them you know like you said they're the, all the, the people that were there and then we do the night show on top of it so you know some of them showed up for that and they were just it was a great time the whole, that whole day it was a long exhausting day but honestly at the end of it I mean it was well worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. It was fun. <laughs> it, it was always fun. I always loved doing those shows. Yep. So, moving on. I, I had to share that story. Moving right along? Yeah, moving right along. I just want to sing Muppets songs yeah. with me. <laughs> so, I love, I love um, doing ribs and pranks to Dave over here. So, like... Mark's done a couple. So, we were... <laughs> he, like, he loves messing with my radio all the time. And it's pissing me off. You know what I mean? Whatever right. I have on, I want to listen to this stuff. But he changes the channel. Well, like, coming home at 2 o'clock in the morning listening to Britney Spears? Oh, yes, dude. <laughs> I, I ribbed you all night long on that stuff. So, on the way home one night, and I told um, his girlfriend's son, no earphones in my car. Whatever's on the radio is what you listen to. That's what I was... Right. When I was a kid, you know what I mean? We had to listen to what's yep. on the radio. Yeah, we didn't have have headphones and stuff like that back then so we had headphones but we did but we weren't allowed to do that stuff in the car yeah parents weren't <laughs> right you had, to, you had to listen to what's on the radio you know what i mean and that's where i was a big fan of the oldies so i put on disney music all the way home hearing little mermaid <laughs> Aladdin. i can show you I'm like, uh. i start singing along the whole time all the way there now i think dave understands if i said okay change do what you want with the radio he does what on the radio but when he does right. it without asking then i play my ribs so right <laughs> so do you have, <laughs> do you have any ribs stories that you will love to tell us um jeez 
Too uh, many, probably. Yeah, I mean, like, random slash funny story. I mean, I got a ton of them. And honestly, uh, I, I actually I actually started, well, I, I've been on it for a while. When I'm starting to do it more regular, I've actually been on TikTok. And, I, and I've been sharing a few stories with, uh, and, and God bless the soul, one of my students, you know, the chef. You know, because if you, Pyramid Dave, you know, he was a one-of-a-kind guy, which some of the stuff that he did was made you laugh. And, like, the stories that I could tell with Dave is just like over and over again, you know, like, it's just, I mean, I have so many chef stories of stuff that he has done. What, and and, and, and is, a lot of it's not always a rib, it's just that what he does, it just made you laugh because it was, whether it was stupid or not, it was just hilarious, you know. Perfect example, I'll, I'll just I'll share one now where we were heading to New York for for a rental and we got stuck on I-84 because there was a tractor trailer at night. It was snowing, it was kind of like today, it wasn't very good. There was, there was a lot of snow up there and like we were sitting on you know, on the interstate for a while so we finally got moving and we were hungry so the only thing else was a rest stop so we stopped there was McDonald's there Dave walks in he's in front of us so he gets to the counter first he goes to the lady he's like um uh, he goes like uh, I want two 20 piece nuggets two Big Macs two large fries two Diet Cokes and two apple pies. We look at him and they turn to the lady and goes, and that's just for me. Oh, like, what the hell? The lady's jaw dropped. I think Reaper like, told us the story. And I'm just dying laughing. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So we get, we get our food. We go back. He falls asleep with nuggets everywhere in the back. There's nuggets laying all in the back of the, of the truck. And we're like, what the hell? He is snoring. So my brother Troy, he's driving. I, I'm At that time, this was a lot of time before cell phones and stuff. So out of map, I'm looking at the map we're going I don't know I'm like this might be the exit I don't know maybe we should wait for the next exit I'm not really sure so we like yeah let's wait for the next exit we go past that exit he literally sits up he goes like guys why did you get off the exit we're like what what the hell are you talking about like oh you should have got off that exit I'm like how the hell did you know you were snoring like you know how do you know where we even at he goes get off the next exit go to the south side and make a left there's a titty bar on the left side and I'm like Dave shut up I like you know whatever so we take the next exit we get to the stop sign we make the left and where did you live there's the titty bar. I'm like, how the hell did you know that? He's like, well, I've been up here a couple of times. I'm thinking, like, yeah, but you were in the back of the truck snoring. How the hell do you know where we're at? Like, that type of shit was just unbelievable. And then that night, they had, like, 700 people at the show. And, you know, unbelievable that, you know, they came out. But, like, little stuff like that, Dave was, was a character, you know? But, rib-wise, I mean, I've shared a few, but off the top of my head, I've probably forgotten most of them. And, <laughs> hey, you know, you're always welcome to come on to our show. Anytime you want to tell stories, so so absolutely. If that's, that's the case, I'll, I'll get some, and then we'll come on another time, and we'll definitely have a blast. We had we had Reaper on, and I think Reaper told us the McDonald's story too. It's, I can't remember. We had Greg on three times. Yeah, nice. Yeah, between him and Frankie Picard, I think they're the longest ones we've had on. <laughs> Frankie's right. going on five. I think Frankie's I think five, going on five yeah. times. Frankie was the first person to give me an interview. It was like trying it out before. Oh, cool. Before I picked Dave as my co-host. Yeah. And yeah. So I started in 2017 with we named it the Insigori. But nobody knows how to spell Insigori, so. So um, yeah. we named it the. Um, now we named it Ten Wrestling as the Insigori Network. Yes. So it's right. a little. Oh, okay. So now, now we um, my old podcast host didn't want to do interviews, so he does reviews, and I want to do interviews all the time. So I call. Right, cool. 
So I called Dave up. I was like, hey, you want to be my podcast host? Dave's like, uh, okay. And now here, look at all the guests you got on. That's amazing. I love the yeah. guests. You know what I mean? It's, do you help me get guests before? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when you were doing the Instagram, I'm like, hey, you got uh, Killing McMurphy on on this night. Brand's like, why? Yeah. I'm like, because Killing wants to go on the show. Okay. Yeah. And meeting all you guys, it's amazing. I like Respect and all that stuff. Right. Uh So it goes right into this one um, question. It's one of my (laughs) favorite questions. It's Dave's favorite question. It's the people that out there that listens to the show's favorite question. Table of five. Yes. You're the fifth person. You have to put four people in that in your seats, dead, live. Don't matter. Um, doesn't matter if they're in the business, not in the business. Could be somebody in the acting world or presidents or whoever you want. It's your <laughs> table. It's your world. And wow. Man. Table See? five. Wow. Everybody gets that it. Everybody really loves that question. question. Got, yeah. I mean, oh, boy, I might have to think about this. Um, Wow. Table oh, Just wait until the next five. one. The next one's even harder. It's table 17. That's you, know, good. you have to name 17 people at the table. <laughs> well, I can, I can keep adding. That's good. <laughs> what if, I only got, if I'm only allowed myself and four others, you know, that's, that's tough, you know. Um, Table of five. I had to pick four others, no matter what. Ooh, um, hmm. well, I think I know one for sure, just because uh, of you know of what he's done, and and, and a matter of fact, that you know, being the, the pay per view would be Vince McMahon. Okay. Just, just because, like, you know, his mind, his his thing, his his ability, everything he's done, he's the transition of this business is just through him. So I would think he would he would definitely be one of them. Um. Uh, man, um, I got you. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. I mean, the thing is, like, you, you say anybody doesn't have, to be, doesn't have to be, which is tough because, like, you know, there's so many, you know, so many people you'd love to meet at the same time and be able to, but, like, you have to narrow it down. That's why it's such a tough but a good question. Um, oof. Uh, probably, you know, um, this might be a little off the wall, but like, um, I would think one of one of my favorite actors, like, I would have to go with Liam Nielsen, you know, because you know, I love all the Taken movies, all the other movies that he's done, you know, so he always seemed like a really cool guy and just everything he's done, you know. I like his older so, show. It's sad. Yeah, what, yeah. Like, High Spirits is one of my favorite movies. It's sad what happened to his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, geez. Two more. Uh, the Mark in me wants to say Triple H because I just want to be Triple H, you know. But uh, which you know, I probably would go with him as well, just because you know he's done so much as well with NXT and he's got such a mind. And you know, I've known you know, being in wrestling for twenty wrestling twenty six years. This is actually this is my thirtieth year in the come April of ninety one. April of this year, I started my thirtieth year in the business. So, you know, so, you know, yeah, see, that's, (laughs) so this will, April, come April will be the start of my 30th year in the business, so it's like, you know, all I think about is wrestling, you know, it's just one of them, you know, but, uh, so, yeah, I would have to, I I would just probably say Triple H just because I would love to be able to pick his brain and be able to talk to him a 
of what he has done to help well, build NXT and the brand. Yeah, he had the money backing and that, but build something like that from, from FCW, which they had something to bring that up to what he is now. That's just genius. Apparently, I'm sure he had a, a bunch of people behind him to help him, but I mean, a lot of that stuff had to go through him and Vince. So, like, to be able to build that brand, yeah, it's just had, amazing. He had Dusty in the beginning, too. FCW. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dusty. Yeah. Well, like, a lot of them, that's the thing, it was FCW and Dusty. He had a lot of guys to help him, don't get me wrong. So it wasn't just a one-trick pony, but for him, you know, he had all that help. But at the same time, though, at the end of the day, decisions had to be made. He had to make those decisions. Vince had to make those decisions with all that money and stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, just like I said, to build something like that. Like, right. people only, you know, only could dream to build a company, a business, you know, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be wrestling. Like, if you want to build your own business, you imagine taking it from something to next to nothing to build it to where it's, you know, globally known, worldwide. Why? Like that's a lot, you know, and a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work. So even the movies really he's commend. done. What's that? Even the movies he's done. Like when he was in Blade yeah, Trinity right. and The Chaperone. Yeah, right. Exactly. He brought up the chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean he was like the yeah. first wrestler like of this era to like curse. Like he dropped a couple of F bombs in Blade Trinity. Right. And I think yeah. the last one to do that was Piper and They Live. Okay, okay. Right, yeah, yeah. I thought Goldberg so, had, but okay. In what? <laughs> Santa Claus? So I guess movie? I still... Oh, no, I said good movie. <laughs> oh, good movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have one more, which one I, more. Yeah, I mean, yep. I... <laughs> Uh, you know, the trouble is, I know it's going to happen. Whoever I say in about an hour and a half, two hours from later, I'm sitting here doing it going, why the hell did I say this person? You know? Right. So, See, that, that's, that's, my, that's my old age in me, so. <laughs> for me, one uh, person I would have at the table is somebody we both knew really well and kind of bawled my eyes out last week when he passed was Larry. And yeah. me and Mark both knew Larry really well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah I mean, Larry was great, you know, I mean, like, he's, I said the whole thing was such a tragedy. Like when I saw that, when I saw one of the posts. I'm living there going. Cause I remember, I remember seeing his post about going in for like regular back surgery. I'm like, yeah, okay, right. I'm thinking like, you know, like all right, whatever, you know. And then like the passing, like he passed. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, it was such a such a shock for the system. It's just you know to see you know see that happen. You know, and it's tragic. So right. like, nothing. You know, honestly, you know, you know, um, I kind of went to. I didn't go through what he went through, but like I guess it was kind of the same instance because back in 2000. 2018, I got sick and I needed surgery done. And um, when I got I got sick at the end of 17. That's why I stopped wrestling. End of 17 was my last year of wrestling. And in 18, I got sick where I developed a, an abscess over my colon, and, and they they had a, they had to cut it out. And they originally, originally were trying not to. They wanted to try. They were doing everything they can not to, to do surgery, and nothing was working. And uh, I finally went to Philly, and the doctor looked at it and was like, "Look, he goes, we have to do surgery because at that time I was on pretty much I was on." Life sustaining medicine. If I would have got off the medicine, it would have killed me. So I, I had no choice but to be on the medicine until I got surgery. And like, like I mean, I, I was, of course, I don't know because I was being told this by many people afterwards. But like, you know, the doctor originally said that surgery was probably going to be four to six hours. Wow. And you know, and uh, and I, I, I my my time was one o'clock, and it was September twenty fifth. It was one o'clock. That was was my schedule, and uh, I was actually in the emergency room all night the night before because I was I was so sick and not feeling well and trying to prep because you know work on your colon, you get the prep just no different than getting like a colonoscopy, you know, where you had to clean your system out. And my and that 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 abscess, you know, put a punctured a little hole in my colon, so right. anything that's going through, I was in so much pain. I, 
I, I, was, I was pretty much in the emergency room all night, and they brought me up, you know, because uh, in the hospital to get ready for surgery. And uh, um, from what I understand, uh, was everybody, between my brother and everybody else, telling me that oh, nobody knew anything what was going wrong with me until almost 9, 30, 10 o'clock that night. So I don't know if the surgery lasted a little longer than it was supposed to. You know, doc, uh, at that time, you know, I didn't know, you know, because, like, you know, they figured, okay, 1 o'clock, 4 to you know, between, you know, 5 and 7, because, you know, Doc was supposed to get a hold of, you know, somebody, my brother or my dad, let me in let everybody know what was going on. And the doctor wasn't calling. And, you know, I know my brother was calling the hospital. They're like, well, he's still in surgery. I guess he called as late already as 8.30 going on 9, said I was still in surgery, which is that really got concerned because now nobody could understand. Nobody knows what's going on. You know, nobody was really down there. And being in that state, it was, you know, panic started to develop, you know, because it's like, okay, you know, you're not being told anything, you know, what the hell's going on? Like, how can he still be in surgery? Did something happen? You know, but, you know, eventually he got a hold of the doctor and said that, you know, everything did go well. There, You know, there wasn't really any issues, but it was just took longer than expected, you know? So that panic of like, did something go wrong? Did something happen? You know, and you know, that's why like now I don't take anything for granted anymore. Cause like, you know, a simple, you know, I'd say well, this was a complicated surgery. Don't get me wrong. It was something that, you know, I needed to, to stay alive and I got through it and everything. But like for Larry, like you think of the back surgery, like, okay, you know, and then something, something like that happens. Like it just, it's so tragic. It makes you, makes you double think, makes you triple think about things. Cause like, man, like that could have been anybody, you know, a yeah. simple surgery could go wrong, you know? And, you know, so it's, you know, I count my blessings every day anymore because of it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, who would be your fourth person at the table then? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> man, again. <laughs> uh, Back on track. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I mean, I, I, there's so many that I could pick from. I mean, and then, like, you know, not just wrestlers, but, like, actors and uh, people that I admire or follow, you know, like, there's so many. Like, who would I pick? I, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, um, probably... You know, uh, you know, I'm just. I think you know. I always liked them. I, I want to say Morgan Freeman because you know all the movies, how he, he talk, the way he talks, like all that stuff. You know, he's just you know everything he's done movie wise, he's just so good at what he does, and just you know, he just amazes. No matter what he does, you know, he's very you know. Uh, he adapts to every situation, every movie, you know, and it's just, his, his, you, know, you listen to him talk, and that, that's motivation enough, you know. So I would think that's going to round out my uh, my table. Now, if I had, like, 20, I'd be a different story. I could add a lot more people. <laughs> It'd be easier. It would be easier. Season know? three, table of 20. Season <laughs> Yeah, right, table of 20. Then I could start naming a bunch of people, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, half of them probably be wrestlers. <laughs> we do something so. similar at the end of the show, so yeah, you'll 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 have fun with that one. Yeah, it's <laughs> names that Dave think is his best friends, and, <laughs> and nobody knows. I don't have friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I do. I love doing a game, and it's called the Five Questions of. Five. Doom. Five questions. Oh boy! Of doom. It's, <laughs> oh boy! It's it's awesome. So I'll tell you this right now. It's non wrestling questions. Who do, who do we oh, have man? on the other night? We we had Louis on. Did we ask him the rabbit season or duck season? Who was that? No, the, oh, it was uh, Ryan. Was it Ryan, Ryan T? T. We had referee Ryan T on the other night, and one of the questions on here was rabbit season or duck season. And he's like, <laughs> ooh. 
So, so it's just <laughs> five random questions that we shuffled up in a box, and we pull them right. out and we ask the questions. All right, it, cool. It's a fun little thing. And I called it the five questions of doom. Just because it's funny. <laughs> what, dude, I wish I had Rip Jack. He, he went to go, go grab beer. <laughs> yeah, he did. Okay, sure. let's, let's, let's. I'm going to add more to it, so in the future, when you come on, I'll do it again. Are you ready? Right, okay. Ready? Question ready? number one. I'm not sure if you watch the show or not, but Bob's Maybe. Burgers or Archer? What is it? Bob's Burgers or Archer. But the same guy, though. It's an animation um, show. On yeah, actually, I, I, I've I, never, I saw commercials with Bob Burgers, but Archer I saw a little bit of. Um, uh, I'd probably go with Archer. Archer. Okay. It's funny. I, I'm a big Bob's Burger fan, but... Even though it's the same guy. <laughs> Completely different stories. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Oh, this is a doozy. Question number two. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Okay. Actually, Diet Pepsi, but, okay, I'm, but yeah, Pepsi products. I, I definitely like Pepsi over Coke. Question number three. Three! <laughs> Favorite music artist? Favorite music artist? Besides Donnie uh, Allen. <laughs> Um, um, boy, um, uh, boy, that's a good question. Um, I really never have any favorites. I just enjoy a lot of music in general. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna, um, trying to think of that guy's name. I just, oh boy. Um, of course I always draw a blank when I want to pick something. Um, <laughs> what songs does he have? Uh, he's the up, uh, he's been around now a while. Um, he's a, he's a country singer. Um, he's, he's got a couple of number one songs already. Uh, Garth Brooks? He just, he, no, he was just <laughs> on the thing with, um, with, uh, Steve Austin, like last week or whatever. Uh, Blake Shelton? Oh my God. No, not Blake. Um, Morgan Wallen? Well, I'll tell you what though, I do like him. Yeah. So, I mean, now that you mentioned, you know, him, he, he's up there. Okay, so we'll you go know. with, we'll, okay, not a favorite artist, but a favorite genre, and we'll go with country. Okay. Sound good? All right. <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay. Ready? Question number four. He had to look down on the paper. Yeah, I did. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like this, holding my four fingers up. Like the no, worst. no, you, you, you got to crouch it down a little bit. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, I need yeah. to do like this. Yeah, no, like that. I'll, I'll give you number one. <laughs> you wanna... You're number one, I'm telling you. The Mountie, uh, 1991 SummerSlam. Okay, before before I answer this one. So, um, my family's from England. My mom's from England and all that. My dad went over to England, um, introduced my stepmom, because my mom passed away in 97 and all. Introduced my um, stepmom to my grandfather. And um, they were at the bar, pub. They well, call it pubs. Pub. And um, my dad my dad didn't know about um, the, the peace sign. Over in England, the peace sign is the middle, middle finger. finger. Yeah. So he's like over here asking the bartender for two beers. And the bartender's like giving back the two fingers, you know what I mean? He's like, right. hey. And then like my dad's going, yeah, two. Yeah, like, yeah. Thinking that, hey, can I get two beers? Yeah. And then like he's doing it again. And then the bartender just walks over and goes, I'm guessing you're not from around here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you're American, aren't you? And he goes, yeah. So in um, England, this means this. Give him the finger. Uh, so it still means instead of you're number two, you're number one then. Yes. So my dad goes. So my dad goes to the bartender. He goes. Then so then I'll just order three beers. And he put his three fingers up. <laughs> this is the first time I put that song. <laughs> like give me two. Give me two. <laughs> so right. um, here's number. I said it already. Do it again. Do it again. Question number four. Oh, this sounds so great. Favorite board game. What board games? Yeah. Board Favorite games. board game. 
Oh, boy. Uh, Goddamn chess. questions are asking me. What the hell? Right? Chess. 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 Yep. Question number five. Five. <laughs> no, George is over here, and he did it already. That's why I paused. Okay, ready? No. Are you yep. ready? This no. is the hardest one ever. This is this one is as hard as George's head. Yeah, as hard as George's head. So we'll 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 tell you who George is in five minutes. So um, Fred Flintstone or George Jetson? Fred Flintstone. Okay. So that is the five questions of Doom. The five Doom. questions of Doom. Was that fun? <laughs> so, so that's what oh, I get for being like doing like the horror and the haunted houses and stuff like that. Thanks. Right. So getting into this whole thing, George right here, his mom drove ECW wrestlers around. Do you so, remember same last name, right? Do you remember a Maureen Palmerino? Sounds familiar. Because Mark was around back then. So like when Tony and all those guys were in ECW. So they called her Mo. Okay. So um she drove guys around all the time. So um we we didn't we didn't say that to him Who? earlier. He talked about Mel driving around and all that. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. Oh, the HC. Well, HC was later on, but she still did it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so like that's who George is. George is the guy that tells us like all these crazy stories about Terry Funk and and how many times Terry Funk um laughed at him. Which was every <laughs> night. Every night, yeah. George, George, are you, are you talking about George that had the limo? No, 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 no. I know, I know oh, okay. that what George you're talking about. No, you got a limo, okay. George. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> no, this, this, George, this George is. Are um, you going to Texas with it? <laughs> oh, we're we're ripping him all day. He just got imaginary girlfriend and um. Who lives in El Paso, Texas? <laughs> maybe maybe I'll have to text Chavo and see if he knows her. <laughs> so like, so like, uh, recently, like, he's like, "Hey, are we off on Valentine's Day?" Because I took off because Dave wants to do something with his girlfriend. So I'm like, "Yeah, we don't need to do a show." And then I'm like. Why you why you ask, George? He goes, I'm just asking. I was like, what are you going to do with your girlfriend? You going to go to Wawa and Facebook Live her and have a hoagie? <laughs> <laughs> so I love ribbing people. and What kind of ribs? Barbecue ribs. Barbecue? Yeah. yeah um, dry or wet? Uh, it doesn't matter. Whoever makes them. So there, there's a place around here when we do the shows. Um, it's right here in Ridley that they sponsor us. I forget what they're called. They got good barbecue, and they're one of the sponsors for Liberty All-Star Wrestling. Oh, there. okay. So you'll have to try it next time they're open. Yeah, it'll be great. You, you want to take me in a mission? You haven't took me there yet. I mean, I'll take you on a mission. Yeah. Next question. I mean, yeah. he could pass for a shorter Mabel, so. See, George is shaking his head. Yeah. He could have jumped on the mic a long time ago, but he hasn't. But he don't want to. Um, so. <laughs> So DB here has a lot of memorabilia. He has a room in his house just of memorabilia and autographs. And I have which one's my that. favorite one? Bret Hart. Yeah. What is it? What kind of Bret Hart? It's the book. Yes. Like he has like, like okay. So when you go, um, was it Liberty Island? You see that book that they have right there. He's got the Bret Hart Bret Hart book encased in glass like that, and it's open to a page where it's autographed and everything else. And he's got a shrine for Bret Hart and everything right there in his bedroom. Um, <laughs> in my oh, bedroom, wow. I would never let you in my bedroom. That's just weird. Oh god. Me myself, I go to a thing called Monster Mania, and I met John Carpenter there, and I had John Carpenter sign a 11 by 17 thing of they. The right away paper. Right. I also oh. have Jay and Silent Bob's autograph, and I have Bruce Campbell's autograph. So, oh, sorry. 
You make me fall asleep. So, do you have? They want to know if you have any memorabilia, autographs, anything like that. Um, no, but I'm not. That was one of the things that I really never, I really got into. I mean, like I did what I, um, I do have some like signed stuff. Um, when we used to do some rentals and everything, like a lot of us. Uh, I remember like I have stuff from like Jake, Jake Roberts, uh, Demolition. Um, um, I actually have a, a signed uh, Hockey Top Man guitar that he hit me with, but he barely <laughs> hit me with it, so it didn't really smash. So uh, I got a few things, but not a lot. But a lot of pictures. Um, uh, when we used to do shows up in Connecticut for uh, Sam Romanella, and uh, he used to bring in some back then, back in the late nineties, like ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Vince would let out their B and C talent to indie, you know, the shows to make extra money, and um, that's where you know, uh, like they bring in like uh, the Mean Street Posse. They brought in um, the Dudley Boys. Kane came in, Edge and Christian. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, I think uh, who else was up there. But a lot of other indie shows that we've done with names on it. Like, and I got stuff like now since we passed that or something from like Nikolai Volkov and uh, a bunch of other fine stuff. But I mean, I got some, but I don't, not a lot. You know, I know a lot of people collect a lot of stuff, but uh, I just something I wasn't into. I, I mean, I just wanted to get something picture wise for like the names and whatnot all, and you know, just towards especially towards the school because we had the ring and everything. So I wanted to make sure everything was done professionally and they were happy and stuff like that. But other than that, no, that's probably about it. Yeah, yeah that's what I all no. have too. Right. My, my my room has a lot of gimmick stuff. You know what I mean? I got Bugs Bunny and um, Daffy Dunk, Funko, um, stuff animal things. And, there, and there's some and there's some people that are into that stuff and they really like to collect this and that. And honestly, you know, the thing is, if you get it and it's in really good condition, you, you know, some of that stuff can be worth a lot of money down the road, you know. But so one of my ribs I do with him with them Funko Pops is he likes on. hiding my shit, dude. I do this, and all I always got the kids doing it too. Oh yeah, I got the kids doing it and everything. <laughs> now, now he's gonna put shelves up there, and I can't reach them. So I'm gonna buy myself a right. ladder. He was a step stool. <laughs> I will, I will get you some one day. Gadget. <laughs> um, geek out moment. Geek out moment. Geek out moment. What's that? It's like almost like mm. out moment, but almost yeah, but like geeking. Yeah, mm. you're geeking. Mm. And I, we mm. like to use the word geek because we're all mm. geeks in the world. You ever have a mark right, out moment? Right. Because your name is Mark, and it will be weird to call yeah. you Mark out. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a, a mark, not like a Mark Smart. No, not a Mark Smart. Yeah. No, no. I, I do, I do, I do like Brian Sosha. <laughs> So, with that being said, were, were you a well hung warrior fan? No, I'm just... I still had the shirt. I know you do. Uh, honestly, yes, I was because I, I you know, I, I, I'm like Brian and freaking Greg. Like, I think they were great, you know? I, I could never, oh. like, anytime I had the ring announce them, I could not stop laughing because it was the king of captivation, Mark Smart, mm-hmm. and genetically gifted Greg Spitz, the well-hung right. warriors. Right. And there was one time we were doing the PWF show and they came out as Spitz and Swallows. I, I grew yeah. up with Brian Sosha, so it's uh, it's kind of cool, you know what I mean? It, yeah. Backyard wrestling, I did the camera work and we heard like this rival school wanted to come check us out, but we didn't know what they were trying to do. And we became friends. We met all of them at the Westchester show. Did you? Yeah. yeah. That's where I first met George and Brian and Paul and all those guys. Yeah. I don't remember if you didn't Mark and, I don't remember if Mark and his guys were on that show, but I was there. 
was like 17. But yeah, Brian's yeah. doing well in his life, so it's all. He awesome. was on Busted Open last week. Yeah, he was. He was on Busted Open. Yeah. He's... Oh, yeah. I haven't talked to Brian in a while. I, uh, I think the last time I seen him was probably one of the shows that we did down there for uh, um, was Delphi. It's not Delphi. Eh, maybe Delphi. It was, uh, um, I think, the one that uh, I think Mike kind of got me to do the ring for. They did it. It was in some kind of like, uh, I don't know, not, not armory, but like, um, uh, it was a Sunday afternoon show. It was a couple years ago. It was like maybe three years ago, maybe a little longer. I'm not sure. But I know it was a Sunday afternoon. So, what, Delco Pro? Yeah, yeah, Delco Pro. Yeah, yeah. The Briarcliff Fieldhouse. Yes, yes. That's yeah, it. I yeah. was there. I was on it. I wrapped it. Brian just yeah. showed up. Him and him and Bax were there. Oh, Bax? Yeah. 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 I know they George... weren't even on it. And I saw right. um, Kevin Solo was there. He was doing the announcing and everything else. I'm like, dude, do me a favor. 93.7, um, whatever that was, Brian Sosha in the building. Go say hi. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so Brian's like, why'd you do it? I'm like, because you're a celebrity in, in this area. So why not? Right. All right. Exactly. That's why he doesn't answer my phone calls anymore. Nope. No, Nobody does. But still. Um, <laughs> do you ever have a geek out moment, mark out moment, whatever you want to call it? Geek out? Um, I mean, I will say this. I mean, like, I'm always intrigued with electronics because that's something that I, I mean, when I was in school, uh, I was fascinated with electronics. I actually took two years, three years up in, 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 in high school, whereas, uh, and then I, then I went on to Lincoln Tech. I got my associate's degree in electronics and computers. So, but like, when it comes to like geek out stuff, when it comes to electronic stuff, like, yeah, if I see something new that's really cool and fast, yeah, I, I kind of tend to be like, ooh, what's this? Can I play with it? Because, you know, whether the it's same a phone, way. a tablet, a, a TV, you know, something that, you know, come out really cool looking, like, uh, yeah, I kind of like, oh, uh, I need to check this out, <laughs> you know. What about in, like, wrestling or, like, going to a con and meeting, like, a movie star or something like that? Um, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you want to say, like, mark out moments, like, say for, like, wrestling, like, you know, um, yeah, honestly, I, I think, like, well, I mean, um, one of the biggest opportunities that I had a chance that I almost, it didn't happen, happen, but I had to share the ring with uh, Big Van Vader before he passed, you know. That's cool. Um, I, was, I was supposed to wrestle him. He wanted to kind of, like, switch it up and wait another month to build. I think he wanted, was trying to get some more money as well, but uh, that's seriously. And, but be able to be in the ring with him, shake his hand. I cut a promo on him, you know, as he cut a promo on me. So, like, you know, to have a that type of name be able to in the ring with be able to share the ring with was you know besides everybody else that I've shared a ring with you know when it comes out to like marking out like, like you know, guys like Bigelow the Outlaws you know um, Demolition I, I wrestled against a lot of them you know so being able to be in there with someone like Vader who's internationally well known and being able to talk to him and like I said cut the promo on him because I pretty much challenged him then to you know he, he accepted it we shook hands you know but uh, when it comes out to like mark out moment that was probably my biggest just because of who he was and how well he was known. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mine was Ricky Steamboat. IRS. Every goddamn wrestler I ever ran into. No, I'm just kidding. Being, being in the locker room with Tito, that was cool. That that sounds cool. Right. Don't, don't he, ha, having lunch with CW was pretty cool as well. The only person I would yeah. like to meet is Rick Martel. That would be awesome. That's cool. That's my yeah. Trick. Uh, I read, I met Rick a few shows um, years, many, many years ago when I was still very new. We were doing rentals and stuff, and he was on shows. You see, back then, that was like, you know, we were kind of like jumped into like we're doing rentals and stuff. There's a lot of names that we did, a, you know, we're on a lot of shows with. And like guys like Rick Martel, Tito Santana, Demotion Axe, Cousin Luke. 
um, uh, Doink, Ray Apollo, whoever you want to call them, you know, guys like that, like they were, you know, we traveled up and down the road with that, you know, so you got to see Tito more than once, you've seen Rick more than once, you see them guys, and, you know, so, like, after a while, they just become, you know, uh, I don't want to say they, they're your friends, but your acquaintances, you work with them, they recognize you, and maybe they don't know your name, or maybe forget your name, but, like, I remember we were doing a 10-day tour of just wrestling. We were doing, like, six shows in, like, 10 days, and we were taking the ring. We were, like, Jersey, we went to, like, Maine, down to New York, back to, like, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and anyway, we have our travel days in between, especially we're going from, like, Maine to, to New York, and then back again and stuff, and a lot of guys were heading to, I think we were going to Connecticut that time from, from like, New York, and we were in western New York, and we are we had the ring truck, and we are driving, and alongside the road, we see Demolition Action Cousin Luke sitting alongside the road. Here, we, we, we stopped, we turned around, pulled around, and here they blew a tire, and a lot of the boys blew right by him, never stopped, you know? I'm just thinking, like, really? Like, you know, so we stopped, and then we're like, hey, we're calling, He's like, yeah, blew a tire, and this and that, and, you know, they were having some issues trying to get the tire off, so we're like, hey, well, you know, so we, you know, we changed the tire for him and everything so they could get back on the road, you know? But it's, you know, it was one of them things where we saw him stranded, and we're like, we're not gonna let them see him stranded, and the guys went by, like, them, who cares? Like, you know, I'm respecting, like, you know, you know, I got to know Bill, you know, Demolition Act, you know, from doing a lot of shows, and, the, you know, like, the trust he had with, like, me is, like, I don't know, it's just because of the way I came across, but one of the instances I'll never forget, we were in Ohio, and um, we were doing, we took the ring, but we were also wrestling. I think I wrestled, Troy and I, I think wrestled the Pitbulls that night as well, and um, uh, Demolition, the actual main event, so promoter comes and pays him and whatnot all. He turns to me and goes, hey, can you hold this for me until I get back? I'm like, uh, sure. He handed me his money in an envelope. And I'm just thinking like, I don't know what he was getting at the time. He's probably getting four or 500 a night for sure. You know, he trusted me with his pay, you know, and I'm sitting there going, like I'm holding out like it's like, you know, uh, you know, glass because I don't want it to fall, break or anything. I'm just thinking like, he's trusting me with this? Like, holy smokes. So now I'm like, okay. So uh, he did, did the main event was up over he's, he's back he's uh we went out to start tearing down and uh came back in and he was pretty much done and uh you know he was getting dressed and uh, he was getting his stuff together and i think he forgot because then i'm like i went over to him like hey i said i want to give this back to you he goes, oh thank you i told him forgot all about it you know <laughs> and i'm just sitting there like i mean like i could have walked out the door you know could have took the money and run like you know he, he probably would have got in his car like hey where's my pay i probably my bag he would have he would have laughed and would have never have known until it was too late like oh, wow you know I, but i was like i need to give this back to you because like i'm not going to be responsible because I know Bill can see, he can he can mess some people up. I've seen him mess people up, bigger people than him, literally manhandle. And you know, so I know what he's capable of. So I wasn't going to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. So this is the last segment called the final segment, and it's David's favorite thing in the world because so I got twenty people in front of me. We call it the battle royal. So I'm going to give you a name and 
story, one, one word, word, something about that person. Okay. Okay. First one off the bat is Nate Hatred. Um, so you want a word or? Sentence, story, word, a small something. Story. Something, something. Uh, okay. Um, they hatred. Um, always cool. Uh, to me, I mean, I know people had issues, but I was always like Nate. So, I mean, there are times I think we might have like had issues, like didn't agree on things, but overall, uh, no issues, and uh, always thought he was he was decent. He's better than this Keener right there. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Maverick. Love him. You know, miss him. You know, uh, miss the shows. Oh, always, always was good, and uh, you know. Uh, wish I could see more of them. Yeah. His tag team partner, Norm the Barfly. So another the- guy I love, you know, uh, great dude, um, funny, and uh, another guy I miss too much, too. Frank Cody. <laughs> <laughs> that says it all right there. So, so hold up. Um, <laughs> Frank, told me, Frank told me a story about Dave over here. They're all, like, watching Monday night. They have to training. All that. And um, they told Dave to go downstairs and get the pizza. Finding out Dave was pocketing the tip money. Not all of it. <laughs> Uh, um, Frank, um, again, like, like, I don't know, I just want to say I, I love the dude, like, the death. We busted each other's balls a lot, and, and we always had fun. We made fun of each other. So that's because, because, you know, our love for each other is just, you know, great, you know, great friend. Miss him, you know. So there's another guy of, like, hey, I miss him too much, and I need to see more of him. All right. Biggie Biggs. Biggie. Oh, man. <laughs> Pull their Great names dude. out of the woodwork. I, I, you know what? I got, I got a chance to wrestle him. Uh, we never wrestled uh, all our careers up until like, um, well, we're in twenties. I can't say like two, three years ago. Because I've been back in like sixteen, I guess. So we're looking at four years, whatever. For Mawa, I finally got a chance to wrestle him. So like, we known each other forever because he would do rings as well. You know, we would do the rings. So you know, uh, but always much, much love, much respect to Biggie. Um, again. Another dude that's that's always been good and never had any issues with. Last time I saw him, we did that show up for Chio in the firehouse where you had to walk up those metal steps and the roof was low and it, it was a fun time. Mike Keener. Who? Mike Keener. <laughs> Oh, he's the better Keener. <laughs> the better. Uh, I can rip uh, all day on Dave over here. Much, much love to Mike. I mean, so much respect for the man. Like, he's done so much, you know. Uh, again, another dude that just loves loves what he does and, you know, passionate about it. So, I mean, he's not done one word, but guys like this, like, you can't say just one. You can't say one word because he's just, overall, he's such a great guy. So, uh, much love to him. And, you know, again. Uh, another guy I missed too much. Wow. Breaker Moran. Great dude. Awesome, you know, professional, you know, start to, start to finish, you know, mad respect for guys like him. Passionate about what he does, you know, wish we had more guys like Breaker. Funniest thing. So we're at O-Dog's um, little building a couple weeks ago. Draven mm-hmm. Blaze was running a show and I'm sitting there and I'm talking mm-hmm. to Denise and I'm like, hey, you know, my brother, blah, 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 blah. Who's your brother? Like Mike Keener. And all of a sudden, Chio stayed the next thing he pulls down his little mask goes Dave like Dave <laughs> and hi Dave I'm like Dave I'm what a Dave what are, you, what are you doing here I'm like I, we were invited come hang out five bucks with the 20 minutes away why not so my next one is Chio uh, 
<laughs> um, Keo, um, another guy that a lot of passion for the business, you know, um, he's, uh, he has, uh, some weird ideas at times, like some stuff was like off the wall, but overall good dude, you know, he gets it, you know, so uh, a lot of respect to him. Rob Noxious. <laughs> uh, Mark's going to keep on laughing at all you're, of them. You're just hitting home runs. I just, I just yep. saw Rob last, well, I talked to Rob last night on our podcast with Around the Turnbuckle, and like, you know, uh, I can't say enough about Rob. So I love him. You know, he's, he's family to me. You know, he's done so much for me, and as I as well for him, and our respect factor, our, our mutual respect is just, it's off the chart, you know. I love the dude. I love I love his family. So, I know, you know, most of his family so yeah, just the guy, my, another guy I don't see enough of. My my next one, I only met him once. Mr. Ping. Who? Mr. Ping. P I N G. Oh, Mr. Ping. Yeah. Oh, well, he, he's part of Rob's crew, so I love him. I mean, he had his first match with uh, me and, um, uh, I don't know, some people don't care for him, but he's not around anymore. But, uh, you know, me and Rock and Rebel. So, mm-hmm. you know, people can say what they want about Chuck. You know, Chuck always, you know, he respected me. You know, we had a lot of mutual respect, but, you know, I'm not going to touch into it. I know some people are still touchy about the subject and what has happened. I don't oh, agree yeah. with what happened, but in what he has been. But at the same time, you know, but Shane, you know, Mr. Ping, you know, first match helped him learn how to chop, but very well. Has a lot of potential to go places. He just, sometimes I think he like slacks off just because of who his dad is, but he just really needs mm. to step it up, but I love the guy. I love the kid very much. Alright, my next one is your brother. Your brother? No, his yeah. brother. Oh, Troy. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I can't say enough about him. Like, you know, without him, without him, there's no me, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, he's the backbone. Like, yeah, I've done more when it comes to like maybe wrestling and uh, other things where he couldn't or he had to stay behind, you know, for stuff that I've done. But, you know, there, there is there is no dungeon without him. There's no me without him. You know, they're, you know, together, like, you know, we have done so much, you know, and, and you know, he, he's going to start his 30th, you know, at, at, you know, later on this year as well. So, you know, being in the business as long as we have each other, we've always right. had each other back to respect. But, you know, yeah, uh, he's entirely like that. Without him, you know, there, there would be no me. All right, next one is one of the biggest guys I know, Kwame. Kwame. Oh, boy. Love the dude, man. <laughs> Uh, always had mutual respect with him. I only got to wrestle him, I think, once. Always wanted to do it again, but uh, a lot of respect for the guy. You know, a lot of people were always scared of him. I was too, because he was built like a brick shit out. Yeah, always scared a me. Big like, motherfucker, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, please, please, you don't have to hurt me too much today, okay? Right. Look up. <laughs> but I love the guy. You guys, you guys get a chance. Look up Kwame Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull a name out of the hat that. Do you have a hat? That I haven't seen or heard in a while flex oh flex flex, flex wheeler. wheeler yeah that's wheeler that's cool flex. another one of another one of the guys that i don't see another i love him i got a chance to team with him before i got sick towards the end and uh love the dudes you know always brought it you know always had the respect but yeah much love to him as well my my next one is somebody who i talk to if i need that type of guidance that prayer type talk stuff like that oh you're welcome no i'm oh the rev 
Ron Starr. Oh, gosh. Who? Ron Starr. Ron Starr. Wow. Another name from the past. Um, Ron, I mean, I mean, you're hitting home runs here when it comes. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but, you know, but much love to him. You know, so much respect for him and what he has done. You know, uh, he's so passionate for everything as well. And just, you know, a lot of the guys that you've mentioned that, you know, talking to is just there. I think we're all from a, from a certain mold where we just, we love and we care about what we do to make it look good and, you know, and the mutual respect that we all have for each other, no matter, no matter where anybody went or who was more successful or whatever you want to call it, you know, it was that, that respect factor of like, you're helping protect the business and, and do right by the business. So but Ron was always, always the guy there that, you know, did the right thing. And like I said, just mad respect for guys like him. Much love to him as well. Good. It's my turn to, to do his list. Oh. Um, Brian Sosha. Brian, Brian, what a great dude. Got to be on many shows with him and everything, but uh, a lot of respect for him, what he has done. You know, not just wrestling, but like now with the whole thing with being the DJ and everything. Uh, I miss him, though. Really great guy, though. Uh, oh, and, and, if you, and, if you, and if you say Greg Smith, because, you know, he's a partner, same thing. Like, you know, I wrestled Greg multiple times. You know, I don't know if Greg's on the list, but, he's on you the know, list. if you talk about Brian, he's on the list. So, that you know, Spitz, he was, I mean, when he was working for Rob, we had some really great matches, and then we got to team up in World One, and we became the World One champions. We beat CW and, and Steve and Creo, and you know, just that run was just you know, great guy, passionate. You know, had had the psych. You know, he was very uh, psychology was always there. He. He, he had it, always did, you know. So, but yeah, much love to him as well. No, not yet. No, not yet. No, not yet. What's that? Okay, he, <laughs> Dave's like um, pointing out stuff. So he wants me to say, Steve? Carino. Steve. Yeah. Carino. Yeah. Steve. Him. Yeah, him. Carino. Right. Yes. Steve so Carino. Steve uh, was one of my students, you know, and he's an NXT producer right now. So, yeah. I mean, love him, you know. So, I mean, so much respect for Steve, everything he has done, everything accomplished. Like, he he had it. Like, I knew when he first came in, when I first started training, I knew he had such potential because he understood a lot of the stuff, you know. But he's another guy that I, I talk to every now and then. I text him, see how things are going and stuff, just because, you know, uh, I'd I love to see, you know, what he was doing and, you know, but yeah, a lot of respect, a lot of love for him. Just I because, was, you know, like I said, not even my student, but, you know, you know he, he got it. He understood it. I think, who were we talking to? Bay the other night? I had Bay on the show, and I'm like, does he remember when Carino first started? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, when Carino first started, I do believe he was going by the name of the 456 kid. Because back then, kind of looked like Waltman a little bit. So he couldn't be the 123 kid. So he was the 456 kid, which was funny. Right. You know what? You know what's so funny? I was. 789 kid. Were you? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teddy Fine. Oh, is he fine? Teddy Fine. We had the blast in the past. Little. Uh, always loved working with Teddy. You know, always had good stuff, good chemistry. And, uh, great trainer. Overall, great dude. Great dude, you know. Like, he got it, you know, the psychology part, the charisma that he had. It's just amazing. So, yeah, much love to him. Much respect. Love working with Teddy. I was, um, we were at HOH and we were talking to Rich Swan, and Teddy's like, Tell Swanny I said hi. And my brother goes, You know, Teddy trained Rich, right? I'm like, Really? No, I didn't know that. I'm like, Wow, that's pretty cool. So, I went to the con and was talking to Swanee and like Teddy Fine says hi. He's like, 
how do you know Teddy? I'm like, I'm Mike Keener's little brother. That motherfucker uh. right there. I'm like, ugh. It was funny. But I got one more, and then we'll do our little wrap-up, and then I'm going to see if you could do a little promo for me. Sure, sure. Right. My last one is Trent Acid. Wow, Trent. Um, Trent was one of a kind. Like, I mean, definitely was taking... Way too soon, I mean, but, like, he had so much potential. I mean, I never had any problems with Trent. You know, we'd always, you know, seen eye to eye. And I know a lot of people had issues with Trent, but, you know, I never did. And, uh, you know, just overall, I mean, he was a great dude. He understood the business. You know, it was tragic for him just to, what happened and, you know, for to leave us, you know, way before he should have, you know. Oh, I agree. But. My my co-host over here calls him the River Phoenix of professional wrestling. Mm. Because River Phoenix Very was River Phoenix was a great actor in the eighties, did some great stuff and I was, was gone before his time. And I yeah. believe Trent Acid was the same way. So yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. But on that note we some media. And we've been sitting here talking with Mean Man, Mountain, Mark, Mast. <laughs> So, I'd like to thank you, Mark, for coming on the show. Do you have any no social problem, media? No, I'm getting to that. Okay. Do you on. have any social media you want to talk about? Plug the school, whatever you want to do. Podcast, you said podcast, about you, podcast. Yeah. your show and everything else. Um, sure. Uh, right now, um, you know, my brother and I own the the dungeon, the pro wrestling school. Actually, uh, starting um, uh, we're calling starting to call it more like a dungeon university. And uh, where's that located? Um, so, uh, Blandon, right outside of Reading, PA, called uh, Blandon, PA, right outside of Reading on the northern side of Reading. Okay. But uh, we we uh, we train guys, girls, and we've been. We've been doing that since '93, so we weren't we're doing that for 28 years. So, um, but uh, that, and we're doing. I'm doing a bunch of other projects. Uh, actually, a project that's in the works. I don't know how it's going to work, but Dungeon University. We're going to try and do some stuff online, wise training wise, especially with COVID right now and everything. But nothing's up and running yet. We just some, you know, just getting at it. Some things that we're trying to get into. So. But that's probably not towards like summer, probably. But uh, we're doing a lot of trying to do some podcasts. But one thing you want to start looking for is Outbreak Wrestling on the okay. YouTube channel. Um, they did, we did uh, a lot of tapings at our school quarantine, it was called. And uh, Outbreak's ready to come back probably here in the next month and a half, two months. Uh, they have their own YouTube channel where we do an episode every Saturday night at 7 o'clock. We did it for 26 straight weeks last year from 4th of July to the end of the year. A uh, new episode every Saturday night at 7 o'clock on the YouTube channel. Uh, you guys want to check that out? It's they're like, they're like anywhere from a half hour to like 45 minutes depending on the, on the show and we do some matches and we, you know, so um, I also do video editing. If anybody needs to video edit, I started to learn that and kind of getting better at that. But, uh, you know, the school, anybody have any questions about the school, they can contact me. They can go up me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, I'm all on there. Um, and look, look what's, what's on your there. handles on there? On Twitter and Instagram and all that? Uh, on on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, look up Triple M007, kind of like, you know, Bomb007. <laughs> but yeah, it's Triple M007. Uh, if you want to look up on my Facebook page for the school, it's backslash Dungeon Strong. So look for that at the school. Uh, and if you want to laugh, if you want to have some fun, go to TikTok. Um, you know, Triple M007. Uh, I, 
I do. Uh, I've been doing some funny videos on TikTok, trying to uh, you know entertain some people during this a lot of this time. So you guys want to laugh and, and share some fun? To, you know, take a look at that. But yeah, definitely outbreak is uh, hopefully coming back soon, and uh, you know, so look forward to that. And I said, anybody has any questions about anything, they can contact me. You know, Facebook, I did all them. You know, pretty much. You know, so um, other than that, I believe that's pretty. Thing. I mean, I, I thank you guys for letting me to come on here today. I had a lot of fun. Anytime, a lot, of, a lot of memories from the past. You know, <laughs> all the names you brought up. Like, man, You're welcome. It's like a walk down memory lane. You know, we so. we we have a group page on Facebook called Ten Wrestling. You are welcome. Your students, wherever, if they want to promote themselves on our page, try to get themselves out there. Or whatever. Um, welcome. Sure, I'll definitely. And, and you know what? I'll, def- I'll definitely look that up. You don't even have to say what you're going to say because Mark's been a part of the family since day one. So when. <laughs> I always say this. Uh, when you come onto our show, you become part of the family. So welcome to the family. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime you want to come on to the podcast, just say something to Dave. And, and you talk all the time anyway. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> because we're planning well, we'll on... Have do, we're, we'll have to do this again soon. I have fun. Definitely. I am D.B. Richards and my sweet tea referee... And I'm Dave Keener, and we've been talking with Mark Mest. Thank you, Mark, for coming Thank on the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. And we'll see you in the, in ring. the ring. This is me, Mark Mest, and I want to say thank you to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast for having me today. You guys have made a hell of a day with me. Thank you. I appreciate walking down memory lane. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work, and you know what? I'm going to be back real soon. Take care, guys.